0: I claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, can taste His promise that is coming my way. Hello friends and
1: welcome to the Growing in God's Word podcast with Dr. Jim and Joy McInnes. Our purpose is to bring to you encouraging teachings that will help you grow in your understanding of the Word of God.
0: Well, welcome today. We're going to talk about Unforgettable. You know, have you ever met anybody, Joy, who was unforgettable?
1: Oh, yes. My mom is one who is unforgettable.
0: Well, you know, we probably thought of someone in history, if I say who's unforgettable, or we talk about someone we met. But would you consider yourself unforgettable? You know, most of us wouldn't. But you know that God considers you unforgettable? Mm. His unforgettable love? Have you ever found yourself wondering if God really loves you? Or if God has forgotten you? Or when you go through a hard time or a hard situation? Even when it's your own fault, and in fact, you know it's your own fault, because you think, oh, because of that, God's forgotten me. Well, Judah was about to really go through a hard time babylon was going to conquer and uh, tear down the temple and a hundred years after this was written isaiah he prophesied this was going to happen and listen to what he says preparing them for that time isaiah 49 verse 15 but zion said the lord has forsaken me and my lord has forgotten me can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I've inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. See, this chapter 49, Joy, this is a we call a messianic prophecy. It uh, portrays the Prince of Peace, the Messiah, who we know is Jesus Christ. And it gives promises, and it also speaks about the coming... Uh, time that judah would go through israel had already the 10 tribes up north had already uh, gone into captivity but judah had some good kings and now it was in the back in the bad and and they had turned their back on god and isaiah spent half the book more than half the book already warning them telling them uh, rebuking them and trying to get them in line and now he god had said because of your sin this is going to happen And Isaiah had no idea when it would happen, but we know it was 100 years later. And when it did happen, uh, the children of Israel were going to be in this situation when they would think, the Lord has forsaken me. Look, I've gotten to these problems. These things have happened. And God is saying from the very beginning, before it ever began, before they ever questioned his love, he says, I want to establish a rule of thumb here. Mm -hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. It's what we call the steadfast love. Wow! You know, the world's love is very flippant. You know, uh, we say "I love you," but
1: yes, or we say uh, "I love you" and not really meaning it. You know,
0: and we unfriend each other quickly. Well, I didn't like the way you said that. I didn't mm-hmm. like that response. Praise God. God will never unfriend you.
1: Hallelujah for that. You can turn your back,
0: go your own way, which we'll talk about later, but he'll still reach out with his love because he has steadfast love. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think, well, we're afraid we can exhaust God's love that... uh, He can only put up for us for so long. But the Bible says in Psalms 107, verse 1, Let everyone give all their praise and thanks to the Lord. Here's why. Mm -hmm. He's better than anyone could ever imagine. Yes, he's always loving and kind, and his faithful love never ends.
1: Hallelujah. You know, just like the love poem by Elizabeth Barrett uh, Brownings, when he says, How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. And God says is saying the same thing to Israel as he counts the way he loves them.
0: Yeah, really. He counts three ways mm-hmm. here, actually. The first way is a mother's love. He says, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Well, he says, they can, <laughs> uh-huh. but not me. <laughs> Well, we know naturally speaking that, that mothers are protective of their children, even unto death. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have many stories where mothers have have shielded their children and they've given up their own lives protecting them And, and what happens is we see this in nature, and what mother doesn't do that, uh, it comes on news. We read of a mother, maybe, who's who's throwing out their children or even killed Kill, them. yeah. And, and what happens? It gets national news because it goes against the grain. Something within us can't accept it because there's something special about a mother's love to her children. Mm-hmm. And God is saying, even if she forgets, I will I'll never, never forget yes, you. Yes, I will never. You know, we have this fear of being forgotten. You know, I, I, I there's a funny saying that says... You know that you have a bad day when your twin sister forgets your birthday. (laughs) Yeah, friends and family can forget you. Mm -hmm. Even parents can forget you. But God will never forget. You're unforgettable. Psalms 27, verse 10. Even if my father and mother abandon me. Joy says, abandon me, not mm-hmm. just forget me. That's wrong. Abandon me. The Lord will hold me close. Many of you listening may have been abandoned. Correct. Had people in your lives that have forgotten you. Deserted
1: uh, you. Yep. Yes. Yeah. But
0: God will never do it. Others may do it, but God says, not me. Wow. You know, Jesus tasted of real separation From God. We read in Psalms 22, verse 1, the verse that he said on the cross, he quoted on the cross, uh, and it said like this My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groaned for help? Remember when Jesus said on the cross, My God, my God, Mm -hmm. why hast thou forsaken me? Martin Luther set himself to, to study this this profound saying of jesus for a long time he continued in deep meditation and finally exclaimed in amazement god forsaken of god Mm -hmm. who can understand it well what happened was this that jesus tasted of that separation of, of being apart from god that you and i never can feel that separation from God. He tasted the consequence of man's sin. What is the greatest consequence of man's sin?
1: Separation.
0: A, separation. Sin Bible says our sin separates us from Him. And eternity, we are the greatest thing that happens if we don't know Jesus is separation from God. All that He is, all His kindness, all these things. And Jesus tasted, He took that upon Himself that you and I may never be separated so my question then is is there something that God's unable to do yes what's
1: that God can never forget you never, never ever never ever forget us
0: he says I will not forget you well Hebrews 13 verse 5 in the Amplified Classic I like the way because it brings out the Greek works here the way it, it it's so strong and this is the way it sounds For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give up on, give up you up nor leave you without support i will not i will not i will not in any degree leave you helpless nor forsake you let you down relax my hold on you assuredly not there's no less than five negatives here in this short sentence they're connected with two verbs and one pronoun pronounced twice repeated and it's so powerful that john macarthur said it like this Five negatives are utilized in this statement to emphasize the impossibility of Christ deserting believers it's like saying there is absolutely no way whatsoever that I will ever 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 leave you
1: wow that is so comforting to 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 if we realize that you know never ever 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 because the enemy would try to To uh, cast doubts in our heart that God can forget us. But right there, never, ever, ever, never, 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 repeatedly. Wow.
0: But he does forget something. What does he forget?
1: Once we we confess our sins and he's forgiven it, he can never. He chooses. He chooses to forget it.
0: That's what he does. And how can God, who created the universe, knows every star by name? Mm Mm-hmm. How can he forget? Well, the Bible says, and I like this illustration, he takes our sins and puts them behind his back. In other words, he knows it's happened Uh because he's God, but he's chosen not to look at it. And that's what he's done. He's taken our sins, put them out of his mind, put them behind himself, and he will never forget his love to us. But when we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all, all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. The second point here, Joy, is called a young man's love. It says, See, I've inscribed you on the palms of my hand. Now, this is, uh, people who heard this would understand right away. Because the people in the lands around Israel, especially in Babylon, they would uh, make a tattoo in their hands, first of their idol that they Mm worshipped. They put the name of their God so that they would remember to worship their God. It's one of the reasons that God forbid the children of Israel from having tattoos, because tattoos were used often in idol worship. And uh, another part it was used in using the Hebrew word, Uh, well let me put it this way the Hebrew word that was used here was not just a tattoo because remember they're forbidden the word in the Hebrew you spell it S-H-A-Q-A-Q I I
1: think it's like shahak
0: (laughs) it's a a hard word that's the word that says here some translate tattoo but it literally means to cut into or engrave and so they were cut into and engraved and so, you know, that's what young men used to do in the old days. They would cut into, or in some cultures, not that Israel would tattoo, they would cut into the name of their beloved. So if I was going to cut into my mm-hmm. hand and write Joy. Yes. And so everywhere I go, I look it's at a my hand and Joy. Constant reminder. Constant reminder, Joy. And so um, this is what they would do to show their love. They put the name, you know, tattoos are forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't have, it'd be kind of embarrassing, you know, that you had three, four names on your hand. They're not <laughs> the It was one name. And what happens is, is this was their way of expressing their steadfast love for mm-hmm. that bride. I mean, we today, we do a modification. We have a, a ring that Correct. we can take off and put on. And that comes from when they would actually... Cut a ring and put something like a, a soot or like gunpowder even inside of it, which is made of charcoal. And, and so you'd see like a ring on the finger, and we have a ring we can take off. But, you know, we can, we can, uh, people can cheat and take off the ring and pretend they're not married, but boy, you got a tattoo there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You are committed. You are. You are committed. And God is saying, using this, He's saying, I've tattooed you i've cut into my you i see you
1: it's a public um, declaration of your love
0: yes they amplify says behold i've indelibly imprinted a picture of you in the palm of each of my hands imagine that Mm -hmm. he indelibly now i like the word cut into because when jesus died on the cross what happened to his hands palms of his hands the nails went through it. Yes. And we read in Revelations where they see those marks. Jesus has written you in the palm of his hands with the nail prints. When he died on the cross, he did it for you. Amen. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just can't get away from that. It's such love.
1: Yes. And, you know, you know, Jim, I remember you shared a story about the scars of love. Could you tell our listener about that?
0: Well, it's a story I used to tell in the Jesus moment and, and, and it really touched my heart because I read about this, uh, high school, uh, family get together when they used to invite the parents and the, and the young people, uh, to a little party. And the girl, she says, Mom, you're not going, are you? And she was ashamed of her mother because her mother had deformed hands. They were really deformed. And her face had tons of scars on it, so she did not look very nice. And the girl was ashamed to, uh, the others would see her mom. Mm. So she says, Mom, you're not going. And Mom says, No, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. Uh, In school, you're doing great, so I'm coming. Mm. So the girl went ahead cuz she didn't want to be seen coming with her mom and when her mother walked in some of the girls that were with her looked up and saw this uh, this uh, scarred woman come in and someone said whoever let that ugly woman in and the daughter she didn't want to admit that was her mom so she said yes whoever let that ugly woman in mm. And one of the teachers heard and took her aside, says, honey, do you know why your mom's that way? When you were very young and your father was away, there was a fire in the house and it had spread quickly and you were on the upper floor and the, the firemen tried to hold back your mom but she broke free she went up to the second floor she covered you with her wow. face and her arms and she took you down she was so badly burned protecting you and you came down without any burns on you but she was so badly burned and that's why she's the way she is wow the girl, she just felt so ashamed, and she ran to her mom and said, "Mom, why didn't you tell me?" And mom says, "Why? Oh, I didn't think I needed to. I, I just love you so much. Mm. You see, these were the scars of love."
1: Yes. Wow. And,
0: and that reminds me of um, the great English poet who wrote "Rock of Ages, Cliff for me." Mm-hmm. Remember the hymn yes. "Rock of Ages." His name was Augustus Toplady. He expressed it when he wrote, My name from the palms of his hands eternity will not erase. Impressed on his heart it remains in marks of indelible grace. He says, your face, you're before me. And he did it. He has the scars of love in his hands. And he says, not only that, I I got my Holy Spirit right of you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he had, when God, he says, how much closer can I get? When we say something's at hand, what do we mean? It's close. When Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand, that means it's right here. Mm -hmm. So God puts you in his hands. You're ever before him. Um, So I just love it. Yes. See Uh, The New Century version wrote like this. See, I've written your name on my hand, Jerusalem. I always think about your walls. I like that. God would say, I always think about your walls. What's your walls? That's your outer form. That's the identity on the outside. And your walls, you're always before him. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Well, let's go on. Number three.
1: Okay, third one.
0: The bride's love. Would we'll you do this quickly? Verse 18 says, lift up your eyes, look around and see. All these gather together and come to you. As I live, says the Lord, you shall surely clothe yourself and with them all as an ornament and bind them on you as a bride does. What he's saying is, yes, you've been dispersed. You've gone out, but I'm going to bring you back and I'm going to bring you back like a bride. And and we see this first of all of Israel, that was true when they came back Ezra and Nehemiah's time. It's also true in our time, for the first time in two thousand years, Israel has a home, and they've been drawn back. I mean, three point three million wow. have come back. There's a lot of Bible prophecy on that. It's actually a sign of the coming of Jesus. 44% of Israel has arrived since 1990. That's a recent. Wow. And uh, so that's, the, that, that's what God promised to do. He, has, he gives his promise to Israel. I remember you. I'll never forget you. But also, we are the bride of Christ. The Bible tells us, using the most intimate terms it can, of the relationship that we have with Christ, he delights over us as a bridegroom over his bride. I just love that
1: yeah, when you know when we read scriptures uh, of God's love you know being uh described, you know it gives us great assurance that because of his love, he will never, never forget us. He would always be there for us, and so for us who who sometimes you know we have the tendency to listen to the voice of the enemy saying, "You're not worthy that the Lord does not love you, that the Lord's love is conditional, but you know his love is always there for us. It is relentless. His love is relentless for us. Amen?
0: Yes, like that old hymn, Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine. Jesus is mine, yes. Jesus' assurance. But our response to this is walk in his love. Amen. And I think also to pull this together, the prodigal son in the New Testament, you know, He went to the father and he wanted to leave. Mm -hmm. How many know that God will let you leave if you want? Gives us the
1: freedom of choice.
0: Yes, but He'll pull at all the stops (laughs) (laughs) to keep you. But you turn your back, and He's still thinking about you. He's still thinking, just like the prodigal. Remember the father was looking for his son When the son came back from afar off he saw him coming this speaks to me like God spoke to Israel your walls are before me I think that uh he was looking mm-hmm. every day
1: every day is that
0: my son is that the one coming over the hill is that him and one day he did see him Amen. and he ran out he ran out to him. And I, I, this is the way, if you've fallen away from God, if you've gone your own way and you're living with some of the consequences of your sin, as Israel did, just turn back to him. Amen. And he, you'll find out that he was always thinking about you. He was always thinking about you. And I also want to make a point here, Joy, that God was preparing them that he, he, for a time coming. Now, it was a consequence of their old sin. You know, we come to Jesus, he forgives us our sin. But often, and praise God, not always, but often we mm-hmm. live with the consequence of our sin. If we repent of our sin, uh, God is protecting us from consequences. We have no idea what how bad the consequences can be but many of us can live with consequences even after we're forgiven and what god wants us to know is i love you even though you made this mistake i love you and here is a great illustration of that i met a girl once who, who is the, the illustration of this she had uh, been a cheerleader she got out with the gangs and she got pregnant mm. and her parents rejected her and and it was a whole thing i'll tell you the whole story one day but she was going to commit suicide because she felt forgotten by her friends forgotten by the school forgotten by her parents but she walked into the meeting and she said i figured the last person's voice i hear was yours jim and i shared that jesus loved her well she gave her heart to jesus that day and she looked at me and she had joy in her heart. You know, she was as pure as the day she was born. And Jesus had cleansed away every dot. And she says, Jesus set me free. And But she still had an eight-month-old baby at home mm. to take care of. Now, God will turn it around for her good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that baby became a blessing in her Amen. life. But there still was a consequence of that, what had happened. And God was warning Israel, there's a consequence. I'm sure they could still have repented and like Nineveh could, you know, uh, when Jonah came, God says, you know, repent and they repented and it was, the disaster was turned away. Uh, but if we go our own way, God says, even if we have consequences because our own fault, I love you, I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to bring you through this. I'm going to bring you out of this.
1: Hallelujah, that's great. You know, it reminds me of Isaiah 43 three two, where it says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. And when you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned. The flames will not consume you. So even in the midst of our difficult circumstances, we can be rest assured that God will never leave us. That he is there helping us.
0: And if you're there listening and you have been caught up with some of the consequences and living in that, know that God loves you and be like the prodigal. Turn back to God. Amen. And boy, he'll have a party. That's right. I promise. (laughs) Well, just a couple more points before we close. Remember, I talked about God's love is steadfast. That's what we've been talking about. His steadfast love. Psalms 118, verse 1. Get thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Now, now, Psalms 118 is very interesting, what I just read for you. Because when Isaiah prophesied, remember I told you how hundred years later, Babylon conquered. They ripped down the, the temple. They ripped down the walls of Jerusalem. And then they went into the time that Isaiah prophesied. And remember, the whole time, for those uh, that listened, it was that God hadn't given up on them. He was going to bring them out. So what happened is when Ezra brought back a group of people, they come back to Jerusalem and they lay the foundation of the temple. What happened? Well, Ezra 3.10 says... When the builders completed the foundation of the Lord's temple, the priests put on their robes and took their places to blow their trumpets. And the Levites, descendants of Asaph, clashed their cymbals to praise the Lord, just as King David had prescribed. With praise and thanks, they sang this song to the Lord. Now, what song are they singing? Now, they're coming out of captivity. They're going out. What do they sing? He is so good. His faithful love for Israel endures forever. Then all the people gave a great shout, praising the Lord because the foundation of the Lord's temple had been laid. You see, they could have sung anything, but they chose to reaffirm what Isaiah said, that his love was so great that God would never forget. So they came back. They're now reestablishing their lives in Jerusalem, and they proclaim His faithful love endures forever. Wow. Amen. So why wouldn't you put your trust in a God like this? Mm. Mothers may forget you. They're human too. The world thinks if I have lovers, if I have this and that, and they leave. Mm -hmm. What happens? You know, riches can leave. Many people, riches is their lover. They think, if I have riches. You know, and, and... the world may forget you. Other, even Christian friends may forget you, but God will never forget you. He will never leave you, never forsake you, never, 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 never. never. Wow. And this is the mystery. First mm-hmm. John 4 19. Not only that we love him, it says we love him because he first loved us. He loved you when you were unlovable. He loved you, uh, from the beginning of time. He reached out and saw. And put his love upon you. So what do we do? We come to him. We thank him for his love. We praise him. And if we are in bondage, we say, God, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. And the Bible says, what does it say? First John, it says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Well, Joy, why don't you close in prayer for us today, for those that are listening?
1: Yes, let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for this message of your love for us, God. That, Lord, regardless, Lord God, of what we have done or experienced in this life, when we come to you, Lord God, with a heart fully repented and open, that, Lord, you embrace us. Your love is always there for us. And so, Lord, we thank you, God, that for those that are listening to this to this message, Lord God, that, Lord, they may be struggling in forgiving themselves, in forgetting what they have done, and that, Lord, today make your love more real to them than ever. Let them know that you love them without condition, that you are relentless in your pursuit of bringing them back into fellowship. So, Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for the Uh, The encouragement of your word, God, that we are unforgettable to you. You could never turn your back uh, against us, God, but that, Lord, your love is always there. So, Lord, we thank you. We receive your love. We receive your love today in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, thank you for listening. Enjoy. If they want to contact us and get more podcasts, and there's different sermons also
1: there. That's right. You can go to our website, and it is www.growinginGod'sWord.com, and you can email us there too.
0: Oh, I'll be glad, great to hear from you. Well, God bless you until next time. Father, come and fill me up. Let your spirit come, rain down in my life, flood me with your love. I claim on earth what's coming from heaven, to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise, that is coming my way.